This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, where the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, James O'Neill, and I, Luke Cupwell, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire round. Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all the socials, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. So this week, we've had to record the podcast a little bit differently, early actually, because I am currently, as you listen to this, in Colombia. And Lucy, where are you? I'm in LA at the Oh, that's very fancy. I think LA's cooler than LA. No? No, it's Colum- do not which agree. One's I'd rather be in Colombia. <laughs> okay. Um, that means that we can't cover the polls this week because we're recording early, but we will record both polls, both this week's polls and next week's polls in the episode after this one. Is that Does that make sense? Yes, that next, makes week, sense. next week's episode. <laughs> so please do go to Educating Josh this week. And this week, I'd like to congratulate Lucy because your poll was the first one ever to reach 200 votes. Well done. And I'd like to set a little podcast challenge for you guys listening at home and also us. This week's polls are going to get 300 votes, okay? Go over to Educating Josh Ooh. and vote. Otherwise, they'll probably, I don't know, skin me That's or something. That's ambitious. That's because I'm going to create 300 accounts and agree with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that as well. Then we'll get 600. <laughs> so as we can't do the polls, Josh, I wanted to ask you about something you've been telling me in real life about, oh. which is that people have been coming up to you in the street at parties and arguing with you about your point of view on this podcast. Is that right? Yeah, I now seem to be someone that is very approachable. And, <laughs> and for once. Yeah, it kind of it always starts the same way. It's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and then it just goes into pretty much a half an hour discussion, which the other night ended into people screaming at each other about abortion, which unfortunately oh my gosh. Is, is my fault. That's and basically the thing about this podcast. It. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I love your podcast and therefore I hate you. Yeah, yeah. but on, on, I do enjoy it when people disagree and I, I really enjoy discussing it. So like anyone that wants to is, is welcome to have an opinion. If you're listening and you know Josh in real life or any of us, come and fight us. Fight him in the ring. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to say that on episode 20. Please stop. <laughs> we can't do the poll this week. We can't take Josh it anymore. Dead. <laughs> oh my God. No, don't, don't kill me. We've had to find a replacement, Josh. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our first story before we go any further with this. Our first story this week comes from James. My story comes from Vice this week. Wales is leading the way in LGBT inclusive sex education. Josh, here's the three things you need to know. In 1988, Thatcher's government introduced Section 28 legislation that banned the promotion of homosexuality in schools. 
In May this year, Welsh Education Minister Kirsty Williams introduced the new legislation making LGBT relationship and sex education compulsory in the Welsh curriculum. Woo! We know Luke's opinion. <laughs> What's Luke's opinion? I thought everyone would whoop with that. Okay, I didn't. haven't finished. <laughs> Section 28 was actually repealed in 2003, but the importance of this new legislation is that it actively challenges the legacy of it. This also isn't the first time that Wales has moved ahead of the UK in terms of LGBT inclusion either, as it's currently the top LGBT employer in Britain. Changes to the current curriculum will happen in 2022 and will require every school, including religious ones, to include LGBT topics in its relationships and sexuality education. Josh, my question to you is... Should topics involving LGBT sex and relationships be enforced into children's sex education? 20 seconds, Josh, go. So I think that the more, throwing back to last week's podcast or the week before's, uh, the more education there is on sex, the, the better, because then you don't turn to other sources like porn, which is for something very different to, to educate yourself. Mm. Gay people um, exist. And I think they therefore need to be educated (laughs) to the same level as straight people. I don't know. It's kind of simple in my mind. Maybe it could be made optional, you know, maybe not. But that could cause offense in schools as well. Yeah, but maybe it offends a a gay person having to learn about a penis going in a vagina. Like, I know that upsets some gay people. No, I'm I'm not talking about offensive (laughs) in that way. I was saying maybe the act of having certain people pull out of sex education. could be could offensive yeah it's like that when you're at school it's like oh you're not wearing clark's shoes you're poor i think the yeah. question here josh is like so for example it's going to be enforced even in like religious schools so if it, it's a, that was like a catholic school that's be my point as well. that that I, I can't speak for all catholics but a big part of catholicism is that being gay is not acceptable they don't like gay people and so do you think they should be forced to uh to educate on it i by the way do yes i don't agree with religion trumping education Education trumps religion. My biggest, the biggest part of my agreement with this enforcement is that, like you said, gay people exist, gay kids are going to exist, or kids that are going to become Mm. gay adults. Mm. And some of these religious schools or schools who are just in general against maybe the topic, Mm. uh, if it if it was an option, some of them may choose not to teach it, and then those kids who are in those schools who will go on to you know start engaging in these sexual acts, as a gay person won't have the proper education. You don't choose where you go Currently to school. Currently in the UK, um, my mum's a teacher, so she's had to deal with this a little bit, where the parents can write a letter in saying that they're not comfortable with their children being taught this thing. But isn't that to a certain extent sort of the parent determining the child's life by restricting access to information? That's what I mean. So like by forcing school schools to teach it, everyone's on the same level. Everyone's the choices you know, kind of taken away from... But parents would say that that takes away their right to teach their children their own beliefs. Yeah, great. (laughs) Don't enforce your beliefs on others. All right, fair enough. Regardless of your relationship to a person, no one should have beliefs enforced upon them. Something that I'd be concerned about is, okay, they might be forced to talk about um, gay relationships, but are they going to talk about them in the right way? Because there could be some sort of tone of voice or some sort of wording that I've, actually makes children think that it's negative. I've got an interesting anecdote okay. from my personal life. I went to a religious school for a year until I left because I hated it. Um, <laughs> and we had a sex education lesson taught by um, a teacher who was religious. Right. And somebody, it wasn't me, but somebody else posed the question, what about same-sex relationships? How does that work? Are the risks the same? Yada, yada, yada. And the teacher came back with, I just think 
homosexual people are people who make bad lifestyle choices. Okay, well, that is someone giving an opinion. Yeah, yes. I feel instead like of exa- but that's a, instead of but educating, that- and that is someone that's not very good at educating by the sounds of it. I think that this would be something that was would obviously be very highly monitored. Yes, it would be. You know, I would hope so. Uh, yeah, it would be. Uh, what they called like a module or whatever yeah. Yeah. a curriculum it would be very much based on on something that would be decided by people a lot more intelligent than me hopefully it is interesting because what's the correct way of wording this is this is a question that i'd, I'd quite like to know so heterosexual sex is more natural is that statement correct or wrong it's more common no no in terms of the way the human body is designed and how reproduction is supposed to occur yeah. How do you so. say that without calling it natural or normal? I don't want to use the word normal, but how would you say that sentence without it being problematic and making? I mean, it even the word natural is finicky because the, the definition of natural is occurring in nature, and homosexuality doesn't occur in, does occur in nature as well. Yeah, but but you're talking in about our in, nature, human in, in nature, terms or of biology. How, how our bodies are biologically built. Would that generally. Would, would that need to be defined? So you're looking at this curriculum, and the teachers. How would they then go? Okay, this is what. Even this feels weird, but this is what's supposed to happen, or this is what they happens could say more like, often, or this is how they could say ninety-seven percent of you will do it this way and only this way. Because oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, ninety-seven yeah. percent of you is, is only be- is well, some people would argue is in part because of the social stigma of homosexuality. Like people will go through their oh, life yeah, of being straight when actually they could be bisexual or homosexual or any. They other. could say the majority of. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I I, I would I, I want to question Josh on that really is Josh would you draw a distinction where you would have your child or any child be taught straight sex is the sort of more normal thing in quotations? I'd want them to be educated on the fact that this is how you reproduce. I think that's an important definition to an important thing to define. But is there a difference between this is how the human species reproduces? So You're talking about reproduction education. Re- so yeah, there should be a definite. That yeah. If you split the two there, then it becomes completely different, and there should be a definition between those two things. So you have reproduction education. Reprodu- this is how the yeah. male, the male. This <laughs> is how the human race reproduces, and you can be educated on that from any age, from absolutely any age. It doesn't matter. But at what age do you then? Are you then educated on? sex on the distinction is reproductive sex and sex for leisure yeah so uh, you know reproductive sex should get taught as early as possible and and understood and that's great and then the definition is made between that and the the opposite which is you know for enjoyment or or anything else any of the other subcategories that can that can fall under it so i guess it's like should it be forced on children at all should straight sex education be forced on children at all children will come across these things and it's better that they find out from a responsible source what it's all about and also i don't agree that you need to have you i think you need to have leisure sex education a lot earlier than you need to have reproductive education i was going to go into this as well you're going to have leisurely sex a lot earlier than you're going to have reproductive sex and then a system whereby your reproduction and reproductive sex like male female sex happens earlier continues to contribute to the idea that being straight is the normal thing. Oh, I disagree. You... I think it advocates the opposite. If if reproductive sex is seen more as a functional thing and sex sex is seen more of, as a social thing by actually separating the two and if gay, LGBTQ, any kind of desire at all is taught within that as safe sex, woman on woman, man on man, woman on man as all equal things, the it, distinction it actually I, helps. I, I, I do agree to an extent because splitting them between reproductive and 
what are we saying? Like le- leisurely yeah. sex or whatever? Yeah. Leisurely. Ple- leisurely. Pleasurable. Uh, sex for, sex, sex, and sex for pleasure. Yeah. If we split those two, sex for pleasure, you know, straight, gay sex, whatever, can be put on an equal level and can be taught in the set, you know, not, yeah. obviously not in the same way because it's sli- slightly different in the way it works and the mm-hmm. risks and stuff. But it's an equal playing field. It can be seen as like a social kind of, uh, more of a social kind of education. Whereas you with reproductive, you could just go down the route of biological. No, well, no, because also part of reproduction sex education could be reproduction education. I love this. Reproductive could education. Could be, okay, so there are, there's, there are multiple ways that babies can be born. Either a man and a woman come together and have sex or a woman or like IVF or, or IVF or you know the way that science develops it becomes part of that you educate correctly on all the ways that it is possible for a child to be born alright well you can let us know what you think on Twitter at Educating Josh it's time for our second story that's my story okay Josh my story this week comes from Time Magazine it's that Spotify ends its hateful conduct policy that banned R. Kelly from its playlists the three things you need to know are that in May, Spotify enacted the hate content and hateful conduct policy in an effort to remove artists from its platform that advocate or promote hatred or violence against a group or individual based on their characteristics, including race, religion, gender, identity, sex, ethnicity, nationality, sexual orientation, veteran status or disability. Under this policy, two artists were affected, one of which was R. Kelly, who was acquitted of child pornography charges in 2008, but is currently facing several charges of alleged sexual abuse from women, none of which have yet been proven. At a recent conference though, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek said they made some mistakes introducing the policy, but Spotify in a statement said, while we believe our intentions were good, the language was too vague and we created confusion and concern. Josh, my question for you is, can, and should we separate an artist from their art? 20 seconds, Josh, go. I think we absolutely can, and whether we should is just on each of us, I guess. Like, I don't know, the, the kind of thing that this brings to mind is the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing. And I personally don't listen to him anymore. Then that's a personal choice. Whereas I know a lot of people that feel similar to the way that I feel about it, but can separate that from his art. Um, I don't think his art's good enough to warrant it at all, but... Um, <laughs> Do you think that, for example, a, a service like Spotify should be making sweeping statement, statements or actions of like, this person's done a thing, we no, don't want to host your they, music they anymore? they become judge, jury and executioner. We're what make things popular, so we should be better at being moral. Yeah, we're It's capable. really annoying. We're capable of forcing their hands. I don't think it's down to them. They are not judge, jury, and executioner. Um, I think in this specific situation, he's not actually been charged yet. So they're making him guilty before a court even has. Okay, for So they shouldn't, they shouldn't have removed him. They're actually saying, this person's guilty. We're going to remove him from our platform because but, of that. But, sure. doesn't, so that's but doesn't Spotify have a right to go, we don't really want to put this person on our platform? Cause no, because he's not been proven to have done it yet. But it's Spotify's platform. Can't they just say, oh, we don't actually like the image he's giving us. Uh, we don't like his image on our platform at the moment. Therefore, we're going to, we don't want to put his music up. Who's making that decision though? And what does that then do to, to him? What if he's innocent? And, you know, he's innocent. He's also a musician. So, you know, not only he could be found, he was already found innocent in 2008 and acquitted from something. If he's now found innocent in the future, what have Spotify done to him? And who are Spotify? I'm sorry, what law background do they have to know whether he's 
done anything. Right? Yes, that's kind of what you were saying last week, wasn't it? About how um, you don't like the idea of, of Twitter making calling the shots. Things things need to go through a legal system, yeah, properly, and not just like oh, well, lots of people online say this thing happened, and yeah. so therefore we're taking you off our platform. Which I I completely agree. And with. that's why the law is innocent until proven guilty. Yes, mm. but what would just, what would happen if R. Kelly were charged? Should mm. should we then? Well, well, we can still listen to his music, surely, right? Yeah, yes. but I'd also understand Spotify's decision to remove right. it. It's a convicted criminal, so. I just think Spotify, realistically, they can't go back through every single artist that's ever committed any sort of crime and take them away. I do that think would take that, a team of researchers, wouldn't it? To, yeah, to and it wouldn't ever be fair because there are so many different levels of crimes. Mm. The public is capable of performing boycotts. I don't think we need big corporations to do it for us. Yeah, you could, it can either be a legal thing where the court decides it or a public boycott where the movement's so large that it's listened to. But I think you were saying as well that Spotify have said they made a mistake. So I think they're also agreeing with us. They're going, we've worded this wrong and this was a mistake and they've put him back on, I assume. They have now, yes, yes. Yeah, so I mean... Will they then take him off again if he's prosecuted in this recent one? Or well, I think the policy well, if he's found removed, guilty, not just the fact that they've they're disregarding his case, they've just taken away the policy now. The whole policy altogether. Yeah, it's it's just comes down to each person. I think that's quite like I was saying, Chris Brown and Rihanna. I can't, I won't listen to his music. You said um, the public are perfectly able to create boycotts. Well, boycotts happen for Chris Brown all the time. It's not like a month goes by that I don't see. Just a reminder on Twitter, Chris Brown is a terrible person and you're still listening to his music. There yeah. are some there are some artists that just seem to be untouchable. Mm. Yeah, but... That's, and maybe we do need someone to step in and, and go, right, enough's enough. No, I, I don't need Spotify to make that decision for me. I'm fully capable of doing it myself, thanks. I think. I don't need them to do it for me. And I think that people that are okay with listening to him are fully able to. Even though I disagree with them 100%, that's their choice. And he is... He's, his music's very separate, so... I think the Chris Chris Brown case is an individual case, but I think in mm. general we don't need massive businesses to decide what we should and shouldn't listen to. I think we can make our own decisions. Okay, yeah. well, you can let us know what you think over on our Twitter, at Educating Josh, where there'll be a poll. Last story of the week, Lucy, that's your story. Okay, my headline comes from The Times. Ambulances were called to Amazon warehouses 600 times in three years. Josh, here are the three things that you need to know. Figures obtained by Vice UK under the Freedom of Information Act have revealed that among rumours of unsafe and overstrenuous working conditions, Amazon's UK warehouses have called for ambulances at least 600 times in the last three years, with more than half being for breathing problems and chest pain. To put the figures into perspective, over the same period at a similar-sized Tesco warehouse, paramedics attended people on just eight occasions. A spokesperson for Amazon said it's simply not correct to suggest that we have unsafe working conditions based on this data or on unsubstantiated anecdotes. Requests for ambulance services are predominantly associated with personal health events, not work-related. However, concerns raised by the workers at the Amazon warehouse were not just about injury, but the exhaustion that comes with the work. My question for Josh is, is economic progress as or more important than workers' rights? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. First of all, I'd just like to point out to that spokesperson for Amazon that it is simply very correct to suggest that they have unsafe working conditions. <laughs> it's very correct to suggest it, like, whether it's true or not. But like, I don't disagree with that statement. I actually think that workers' rights are more important than economics than economic progress. Surely, having better working conditions for workers means more economic growth. Well, maybe we're thinking about things like services such as Amazon Prime. I mean, we get all of these things to our door but on the other side there are all these people working like 
slaves. I definitely don't think, for example, Josh, that um, that better better working conditions always equates to better um, service. Like every not every but a lot of the clothing industry uses sweatshops in india or sweatshops in china and they are massively horrible working conditions or at least did in the past or were in the past because a lot of things have changed yeah but they're not doing this to destroy people's lives they're doing this to squeeze every penny out of those people's hours as possible possible. but in terms of economic growth um surely if that person is one happier um, not working as hard has more time to spend money is earning more money than puts back into the industry economic growth of just Amazon not I'm talking the economy of, of the country no I think it says economic progress in general right we're not talking about just Amazon like if they do that and if they have you know people working that hard that many hours then great Amazon's economic progress is fantastic but in general economic progress it doesn't add to but how do you how do you enforce that because Amazon's, Amazon's working perfectly within the law but they're maybe working unethically forcing like for example there's a guy called Aaron Calloway he's 24 years old he told the Guardian that in he was expected by Amazon to process items in 15 seconds or less or get through 250 in an hour or he'd be given a work a, ma- a a warning by a manager, and that's the kind of thing in those warehouses. The BBC have covered this extensively as well, where they have targets they have to they have to hit. They're tracked per second how many time how many things they're doing. Yeah, I find stuff like this really interesting because I... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, someone like Amazon, they're looking at their own profits or or are they so influential that they have to look at the econ- economic growth of the whole world, like so that it doesn't stunt them? Do they have to be that self-reflective and, you know, that that aware of all these issues? Because who regulates that? So say you've got someone in a warehouse that has like the demands from Amazon are you have to do this every 10 seconds. Like what human rights exist there? Like who who goes, well, no, that's ridiculous. You can't expect that of someone. Well, that's why unions are formed and things like that. Right. So are the, are the unions like fighting back well, about this? I don't know. I mean, I know that employment is an issue, but I think maybe workers have to ever so slightly vote with their feet. Well, if- Amazon have a certain extent. Oh, sorry, Lizzie. I think to a certain extent, Amazon have the, the upper hand in that they go, well, 
fine will fire you like go get another job and people need these jobs and they don't really have a lot of options well, don't, and so, don't take the job then well, like, but that, that's that's exactly like should amazon be allowed to be in that position if it's going? legal then yeah amazon has no ethical responsibility at all that's the government's position that's their job the government's job is to govern and make sure people don't abuse their citizens so if this isn't a failing on amazon this is a failing on the british government like if that's what's happening that number has nothing to do with Amazon. It's to do with the fact that Amazon are a company that are trying to make money. Of course, they're going to get the most out of their workers. The government should be aware of that and force them to have... So you think Amazon rules? maybe is almost being scapegoated here by the fact that the government should act to work for workers' rights so rather than it's Amazon? It's the government's yeah. responsibility to... Yeah. It's 100% the government's responsibility to turn around and say to Amazon... Look, you've had six hundred ambulance call to you in the last three years. <laughs> Fix it, like. Well, I th but that's. I think that's sort of the problem with these giant companies is they're in a position where Amazon can just say, "Well, if you're going to force these rules, we'll just not operate in the UK." Yeah. And they do do that. Great. So then they can leave, and someone else can come along. The Royal Mail. Someone else can provide the same service. It's not irreplaceable. No, but the economy would lose so much money. It really would. It would be an instant hit. Loads of people who are okay with this would lose their jobs. I agree with you that it's a um, a governmental issue. Yeah. But I also think that Amazon does have to take some responsibility in being a good well, company to work as, for. Well, then they're as bad as terrorists. Sorry, that's literally a company that's going, okay, well, the, the, the government doesn't enforce it, so we don't have to do it. And so I get you, that they're looking at a profit margin, but like, absolutely not. And if they're going, we want to be able to abuse human rights or we're going to take our work elsewhere. Go. It's the equivalent of someone ignoring their problems until... Do you think that companies... Also, very short-sighted. So do you like, companies have literally zero responsibility? I know that they don't legally have any responsibility, but on a moral, ethical, sort of corporate social social responsibility level, you think companies have nothing. They just have to stick to the letter of the law, and that's it. Well, because they're going to abuse it, unfortunately. Look at, um, and I'm, I'm going to get these facts horrendously wrong, but petrol price is going up, right? Every year, BP makes a profit, a huge profit, but you still hear all the time, we've had to hike prices. No, sacrifice some of your profit. But what's funny and here- And profit is money raised after their fat, you know, massive bonuses and the ridiculous commissions that they're on. That is profit. So half your profit, take a hit, let the economy grow, take a hit. So yeah, the government should, it's literally their job. So from what I see, the only solution here would be if we, the public, rose up and said, well, we're not okay with being people being taught treated this way in Amazon's warehouses we're going to stop buying things from Amazon no I don't I don't think it's our responsibility at all to rise so up I think it's then? the government's responsibility to look at the fact that there's almost a hundred times like 90 times more ambulances being called out to Amazon warehouses that's a fact if than, every other, type of warehouse, than yeah. every other type of warehouse in the UK they should recognize that that's their job it's not my job to police that and rise up you know, it's my job to vote in the government that is in power and hopefully that's who gets voted in. It's not my job to go out and police multi-billion, almost trillion dollar companies. No, but we can form opinions. And I just think the issue is that Amazon is so powerful and so many people rely on this service now. Are we willing as a society to forgo the enjoyment of having Amazon Prime accounts and having everything on our door the same day or the next day? for the good of the workers. And I don't think a lot of people are. I don't know if I feel the same ordering like something on Amazon Prime now, which comes to your door in two hours, knowing that there's someone out there 
getting yeah i think under horrible, using horrible and the thing is well amazon would come along no doubt i don't know but no doubt they would come along and go the government is stopping you from having amazon prime and turn the well, people against their own government for right. trying to regulate yeah. things if, uh, if the british government turned around and said okay this is ridiculous you can't do that many orders per minute you can't do this you can't do that and amazon turned around and like right well we're leaving then and the british government went all right then bye I think British public opinion would be like, yes, that's a government I'm proud of and no. can stand behind. Think how many people would lose their jobs. The majority There's of people so wouldn't. Many people. And, and not everyone is upset with this. Not everyone is working in the warehouse. What Amazon's essentially done to this country and the world is they have destroyed <coughs> to, like large swathes of the retail industry that were treating am- their work as well. And they've replaced it with a better service. Yes, a much better service. That's why the retail industry is dying because Amazon's much better than them. But they're also not replacing it with the same standard of jobs. Exactly. Think, I can't understand the idea that they have no moral moral obligation at all. No, but they, they do. I'm just not... I just don't think they'll ever do it. Ever. I can't see one example of that. That Their that, that, that job is to make money and this is people that are looking at it as a way of how can I increase my profit margins so maybe it's a systemic issue then in that our whole world is geared towards how am I going to make money yeah no, exactly. that's a bit of a shame isn't it Basically, Lucy yeah. you satisfied with our discussion on this topic I don't know I think it's an interesting one I don't really think we've come to you know a proper decision on it i just think we think that amazon's a little bit bad i feel like this is one of these stories where we basically have a gut feeling on Mm. what we think the way we think should things should be yeah but we can't find an actual way to implement it whereas Mm. josh has got a very good way of implementing it well people can just do what as long as it's legal like fine whereas we we have sort of an intangible moral dilemma with this which can't really be implemented in law yeah so if mm-hmm. i said to you if you take the morals and ethics out of it if you're not happy with that whose job is it to regulate that it is the government's yeah it's the government's job so i think that yeah the amazon's being used as a scapegoat here i don't i think they've done something morally wrong but they've done nothing wrong i think it should be they should be not legally yeah not legally and they're gonna get away with anything they can technically all right well you can let us know what you think on twitter at educating josh in our polls it's time for the quick fire round Josh, almost four times as many people applied to be on Love Island this year than applied to get into Oxford or Cambridge University. It's <laughs> from James. I want to die. That's because uni's rubbish. <laughs> the president of the Philippines asked a woman, are you single? Is the president of the Philippines male or female? Male. Okay. Before kissing her in front of a crowd of 3,000 people. He got consent? I mean, yes, he did. But do you not think there's a little bit abusing your power you are the president there's 3,000 people watching bit scary kiss me no you got consent (laughs) okay Apple has announced that it plans to block all tracking methods used by websites such as Facebook and Google in what they call standing up for privacy but others call a direct attack on a business model holy crap Apple are going to make so much money (laughs) and lastly Fed a 10 year old Labrador has adopted nine orphaned ducklings at a castle in Essex. Did he save them from the woman running over them on the way to McDonald's? (laughs) (laughs) Or from last week? Where were you when those ducks needed you? (laughs) All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. We've had a good week, bit of a quiet week, but a good week. We're not fought that much, that's good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Good. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's stories, and we'd love to hear your thoughts for next week. We'd also like you to send in more questions for next week's Quick Fire Round. 
Please get subscribe and most importantly, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 